What's up, fellas? Welcome to Uncensored Advice for Men. My name is Josh. I'm your host. On today's show, we're going to have a conversation with a, an executive performance coach named Jeff. He's one of our trusted coaches, comes back multiple times to share messages of hope, inspiration, education for you fellas out there. He's got some good advice today, so pay attention. We're going to talk about burnout. Jeff, welcome back to the show, my man. Josh, it's great to be back with you. Burnout, <laughs> that's uh, an important topic. Yeah. So you work with peak performers and people at the top of their game, uh, athletes, uh, actors, high performance jobs. And, and sometimes we hit this thing where, where we get burnt out, man. So why don't you talk to us about a little bit about what is burnout and, um, and then we go from there. So I've experienced burnout myself in two aspects of my life. And maybe this will help people get a clear picture about that. The first of which was as a college football player, I was constantly training and I was very focused on my training. In some phase of summer workouts that, that I was pushing myself through, I ended up noticing that I was losing strength. I was actually getting weaker. And so that was a sign that I was actually physically pushing myself to the point of diminishing returns. And, and uh, you can only work out to the degree that you can recover. And I was pushing myself past the point of recovery. And it's important for any athlete or anybody who's really burning the candle on both ends to acknowledge that we can only push ourselves so far before something has to give. And then the second time I experienced burnout was as a financial advisor. I was working 16-hour days and weekends and uh, pushing myself to meet a revenue goal. And man, I was just mentally exhausted, physically exhausted. I started to lose my drive and my energy. So these are all symptoms of burnout. And they often happen from some, some either physical uh, setback, right? But it always has to do with a mental element. Where does the fatigue begin to enter your life? Where do you start to lose motivation? Where do you start to lose drive? And where do you start to lose kind of a sense of inner joy or inner peace about yourself? These are the things to look for in terms of burnout. That mental exhaustion is a really clear sign of it. Hmm. Man, inner peace, inner joy, right? Yeah. So from all your work do, dealing with like peak performers, uh, high level executives, all the way to, you know, Olympic trainers, uh, weightlifting, you know, talk to us about what this inner drive is. Like, why, why do people want to become a peak performer? What is it that drives us there? Uh, because ultimately, that, that might be the thing that's causing the, the, the pain, right? Well, it's kind of an interesting subject because ultimately, if you take a little psychological approach to why people want to achieve certain things, right? It often revolves around a level of significance, right? How do I stand out? How am I special? How am I unique? How do I value myself? So if we take a guy like Lance Armstrong, who was a seven-time world champion in the Tour de France, right? Despite the doping, because lots of guys were doping, in order to be a seven-time champion through that exhausting, grueling Tour de France, you've got to have some incredible level of mental toughness, right? That, that's incredible emotional and and um, I want to say almost nervous system resilience to be able to train that hard for so long. That's an unheard of type of achievement. And the doping scandal notwithstanding, 
uh, and you see guys who are able to achieve incredible levels of success over and over like Tom Brady, as we discussed, or LeBron James or Michael Jordan, right? There's this inner drive that very few people have at an elite level, Tiger Woods, where not only did they achieve greatness, right? Winning the world's best at a certain thing, but they've been able to repeat it. What often happens is somebody becomes that one hit wonder, right? They get the championship ring, they get the trophy, then they're kind of done. They get the promotion, then they're kind of done. They get the presidency, they get the 8 million bucks in the bank, whatever that happens to be. And then drive starts to diminish for a lot of people. Or the path that got them there was so exhausting mentally and physical that they just have to take a break. And then often what happens to some of these elite people is once they've taken that reset point, it's incredibly difficult to put themselves back into that burning drive because they know what the work effort and the workload is like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So burnout, you know, someone, someone drives so hard to get there, they get it or they're, they're close to it, or maybe they're, you know, they're just in the middle of it and they just go, man, I, I just lost my drive. I lost the inner peace, the inner joy. Those are great ways to describe it. And I'm just like, man, F this, burn it down, right? Like, I guess, uh, I, I, I guess with that, like, what are some of the symptoms or results of burnout? I, I assume self-sabotage is one of them. Well, sure. We, so when you look at how people deal with burnout, often it's coping skills that come into place. And if I don't have coping skills, I may turn to more drinking, I may turn to some other substance to relax my mind. I may turn to porn or gambling or some vice. I may turn to having affairs. I may turn to some way of distracting myself from my own personal life dissatisfaction. Or I may just sit on the couch and not feel like doing much of anything. I may overeat. I may stop working out. I may actually career jump over and over and over looking for the perfect thing and there's a lot of turnover today right some people are just job jumpers oh, i'm not happy here oh i'm not happy there i'm not happy there either oh let me move again i gotta move again i gotta find that perfect job that's that's another example of what might actually be mental exhaustion mm. looking for that perfect thing to capture you and fill you with joy because you don't have that for yourself and that's really the ultimate message to everybody in your audience is that we are either building benefits for ourselves by the choices we make in our life and the decisions that we make, or we're building consequences. And I was building consequences unknowingly in my overtraining. And I was building consequences in pushing myself beyond the point of my recovery as a financial advisor. Man. Guys, listen to this. Are you distracting yourself from, what, what did you say? Distracting from oh, disturbance. Uh, oh man, I'm going to go back and listen to this. I, like, <laughs> I wrote it down and uh, I had to write the next thing, which was the mental exhaustion right. um, from your, your dissatisfaction. It was, are you distracting yourself from? Life dissatisfaction or your personal dissatisfaction. 
action. Wow. My, my brain wouldn't even let me uh, write it down. Distracting myself <laughs> from this satisfaction. Oh my gosh. I mean, how often do we do that? Drugs, alcohol, porn, um, video games, sports. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so coping with burnout is essentially distracting yourself from the dissatisfaction rather than dealing with the dissatisfaction. And that might look like job hopping, affairs, relationship hopping, constant state of non-inner peace. Right. Man, this is deep stuff there, Jeff. It's looking for that next thing to fulfill you outside of yourself. Because ultimately, the, the way to avoid burnout is to not push yourself ultimately, because there is gonna be a phase, you can only push yourself and push yourself through the grind to a certain amount of time. But if you have something so attractive, so compelling, so important to you that it pulls you and it draws you. I remember I had a a job as a financial advisor with uh, Drexel Burnham Lambert, this goes back years, a long time ago, most of your audience may not even have heard of the term, of the name but I didn't even want to work weekends. The firm was so exciting, so invigorating. I, I mean, I didn't want to take a weekend off. I, I wanted to work every single day. I couldn't imagine anything else in my life but that. I was so fulfilled. Of course, I ended up getting a divorce, right? Because something's got to give. Something yeah. has to give. If you're so immersed in this thing that's so important to you, some other element of your life is going to be way out of whack. Something will and, break. And ultimately, you're going to burn out in that area of your life. Yeah. So, so you were distracting yourself. There was a, some type of dissatisfaction. You were distracting yourself. And the thing that broke was a relationship. Exactly. What other things could break? Well, the, the biggest thing that we see break, the most important thing of all, is that Anthony Bourdain, Robin Williams, Kate oh. Spade, it becomes yeah. so overwhelming your personal exhaustion, your personal dissatisfaction with yourself, doesn't matter how many millions of fans love you, doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter the size of your home, if you can't have inner peace, some people choose to take their own life. At the highest levels of success, that's the ultimate price to be paid. Oh my gosh, that's the ultimate thing that gets broken, is yourself and your, your, your... Your peace with yourself, your trust in yourself, your relationship with yourself. Right. We see it more commonly in drug addiction. Yeah. We see it more commonly in alcoholism. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You end up you end up building so many consequences that you end up, you know, destroying yourself. It's highly, highly self-destructive to not recognize the impact of pressure the impact of pushing yourself, the impact of pleasing society, the impact of pleasing your spouse, the impact of having the right number of social media friends or what, whatever the heck your thing is that you're pushing yourself towards. Yeah. And, to and for value, what? Ultimately, right? Ultimately to get value. Well, Robin Williams couldn't find any value out there for him because he didn't have it for himself. Man. All right. So, so when working with, with clients and, you know, you, 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 a lot of people reach out to you, they go, Jeff, I'm burnt out, man. And if I don't fix this, 
things are going to get broken. My relationship's in trouble. My business is in trouble. My career's in trouble. My finances might be in trouble if, if I don't fix this and I need help, Jeff. So like, how do you take someone from burnout to, to back to thriving, man? So I was working with an Emmy Award winner who had incredible success, certainly at the top of their game, um, but they had no happiness whatsoever. They were, they were so narrowly focused, and this is kind of an interesting thing that I've observed in all of these high achievers. The focus narrows. This area of my life sucks, and I'm going to dwell on that, and woe is me. Right? Everything else around me, money, people, fans, is great, but I got this little area of my life that is empty, and I am empty. And so he lost sight of his own personal value and was looking for validation from everybody around him. And because he'd been at the top of his game and everybody was kissing his ass, there wasn't enough ass kissing. It started to lose its, it started to lose its impact on him. And he couldn't get enough ass kissing. He couldn't get enough people telling him how great he was. Yeah. The, the challenge was that he never felt great about himself and he was looking outside of himself for people to prove that he was worthy of all the success and accolades he's achieved. And that's an interesting thing that I see with some of these higher level performers that I work with is that there's this element of life that says, value me based on my results, value me based on my achievements and performance, and let me continue to be validated because I'm not feeling it for myself. The problem is that nobody can fill that emptiness for you as in the case with Robin Williams and Anthony Bourdain, nobody outside of you can fill that. You're, you're right, man. I, I mean, it doesn't matter what level you're playing at. Me personally, I, I constantly have to check myself. Am I trying to get external validation or am I truly happy internal for the kind of guy that I've become for the level of success that I've, I've reached for the, you know, am I a failure or did I push through? Like, you know, I'm constantly checking to see, am I looking externally or if I'm satisfied with the man I am and the man I'm becoming, but man, it, that is a constant battle. That is a constant thing. How, what are some ways that we can, that we can start to have that inner peace or that internal validation rather than external? So I wrote a book recently called be happy forever. And in this book, I talk about how to take control of your emotional life, how to literally be happy forever. So for me, happiness is a fleeting thing, right? Somebody tells a joke, it's a sunny day, I got this good thing happens, somebody tells me I'm great, right? I get these little validations off. Jeff, out you're great, by the way, you're great. <laughs> you too, Josh, you're awesome. Thanks, man. So, see, these are the things, these are the things that we look for but they can't, they become empty compliments if we don't feel good about ourselves. And I've had plenty of moments in my life where I've made some mistakes and I have not felt good about myself, right? So we have to dig ourselves out of a hole from time to time. You know, the challenge with men is that we are often incredibly critical of ourselves, right? We have these standards, particularly people who are driven, we have these certain standards. And when we disappoint ourselves, right, this is the key. When we disappoint ourselves and let ourselves down 
that's when we open the doors to allow burnout to exist because we don't know how to recover from those failures, from those disappointments. So anyway, this book, Be Happy Forever, talks about a number of ways for people to do that, where you can begin to start to value yourself first and foremost in your life. Because if I'm not taking care of me, how am I ever going to take care of my wife, my family, my friends, right? I, I cannot put myself last. I cannot put my health last. I cannot put my emotional well-being last. And this is a tough thing for men, emotional well-being. I'm going to tough it out. I'm just going to suck it up. Well, you can do that for a little while. But ultimately, the longer it goes on, the more it's going to wear on the deepest elements of who you know yourself to be. And it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I I put myself in the hospital one time from – you know, working myself to an ulcer. And I thought I was having, you know, a bleeding out somewhere or like having chest pains or anxiety. Like um, I was not valuing, even though I had a fitness company and I was taking care of hundreds of people, I wasn't valuing myself first and it, it could have killed me. Right. Yeah. Uh, my emotional being, cause we're, you, you'd say emotional well-being. us guys are typically not emotional beings. So it's hard for us to be well at something that we're not. Um, so, and, so we, and we find ways to drown our unhappiness. Yeah, scotch. Put out that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it happens to be. Scotch makes all my emotions go away. Um, <laughs> and tequila brings out the best of my emotions. It makes me wild. Man. We, 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 got, we have soon to be pot legalized in all 50 states, you know, so. Yeah. We got plenty of ways to distract ourselves emotionally. Yeah. But chemist, the chemistry, right? You change, you change your chemistry. That's the fastest way to, dis, to uh, distract yourself. But it's also self-destructive when you yeah. begin to rely on that, chemis, that chemical change. Absolutely. So with, with burnout, it, it, starts, it starts to creep in, right? And then it starts to, it starts to cause problems. And then it, you start to see things break. You start to see things getting shattered around you. Relationships, money, like happiness, and it starts, things start crumbling around you, right? And the, and the castle's falling down around you. Is, how do you, how do you prevent it? Like, so there's a guy listening in, you know, like I've got him in mind. He's uh, one of my friends and he's burnt out, man. He's super successful, makes tons of money, has tons of assets. And he's just like, Josh, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I hate this. I hate my job. You know, like, I'm like, like the castle's crumbling. What do you do, man? What should that guy do? What, 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 can, what could be done? So the first thing is that has to happen is you've got to be able to evaluate your life from a place of brutal honesty. Are you happy? Do you have inner peace? Do you wake up with joy? And what are the things that you're doing that continue to cause emotional unrest in your life? Do you feel obligated to pursue this business that you just hate? Do you feel guilty to be in this relationship that just is sucking the life out of you? Right? These are certainly elements that you have to be willing to evaluate. Am I beginning to lose my health? How many medications am I on? Am I on the high blood pressure, the high cholesterol meds? 
Why am I on those things? What within me is not at peace? What within me is out of harmony and out of balance? And I better wake up or the path that I'm on may have more consequences for me. So the wake up call, right? What's the wake up call? I had one, 39 years old, chest pains, numbness in my arm, I end up in the emergency room thinking I'm gonna have a heart attack. I was going through a divorce at the time. Having my best year in the world in business ever, didn't matter. <laughs> I'm, I'm got the electrodes on my chest and I'm nurses around me, doctors there. And I'm thinking to myself, my life cannot be like this. I've got to wake the fuck up. Anyway, we all get our wake up calls from time to time. Sometimes we hit the snooze bar and say, oh yeah, I'm going to ignore that little thing that's nagging me. That's getting to me. Yeah. I'll ignore this chest pain. I'll push through it. <laughs> right. Freaking idiots. Like I like that that's what I did. And I wound up in the emergency room with electrodes on me and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, us guys. God bless us, but man, we're freaking hard headed and stubborn. Come on, man. Just tough it up. Tough Rub it some up. mud on that thing. Yeah. Drink <laughs> some mud. Get get some mud in your blood. Uh, <laughs> wake the fuck up. I love it. So 10 minutes left here, Jeff. Uh give us give us some. We, we look at ourselves. we have that honest wake-up call where we are brutally honest with us or we get someone to help us, right? Someone that we yeah. trust or someone that we could, you know, take us out of the darkness. And we say, okay, evaluation, negative, right? Like not doing good over here, need help. What do we do then? Well, the first thing we have to be able to do is to, here's, I'm going to give your audience some really quick, easy things. What I've become aware of over the last 10 years or so that high performers and highly successful people are often holding their breath. It's kind of a funny thing. Completely unaware of it, they're sitting at their desks, they're in meetings, they're talking contracts, whatever, they're often holding their breath. The impact of this breath holding long-term is not good. So to, first, to be sure you're breathing lower into your stomach, Right, so under stress, under anxiety, under stress, breathing rises up into the chest. We become more shallow breathers. We begin to oxygenate our bodies less. So I have people sitting in boardrooms with their hand over their belly button and their navel and they're breathing normally into their hand, feeling their hand move over their belly button. That takes significant edges off their level of stress. They can deal with incredibly difficult personalities while being mostly relaxed, right? That's the first thing. What's happened to your breathing? Because that's a sign of discomfort beginning to appear in your life. Hmm. Are you noticing more anxiety, more pressure, more stress in your body? And where do you notice that? How does your awareness become more... Uh, heightened as a result of you evaluating yourself. You've got to be able to take a look at yourself physically and emotionally. Am I happy? What are the areas of my life that don't bring happiness? Ultimately, to, be, to, to have life success, we have to be able to pursue inner peace for ourselves. If you can't come home and be at peace, you'll never, ever be anything but an emotional mess. If you can't find a, a haven of inner peace in your life, you're just gonna continue to feed yourself stress. So dysfunctional relationships, right? I come home from a stressful day, I come home to a stressful marriage, where the fuck is my peace? Lost, 
So I've got to pursue things that give me joy. I've got to pursue things that feel like love for me. I've got to love something, some animal, some person, something. If I don't feel love, I've got another hole to fill in my life. I got to have something to love, something to feel joy about, and some respite, some place of retreat for myself that I can recharge myself. So I better find a place that gives me peace. And if I don't know how to do that, I better reach out to somebody like myself or somebody else who is an expert in helping people identify ways that they can feel more peaceful. Whoa. All right, guys. So as you're listening in, right, here's, here's the call to action. As you're listening into this and you're like, man, where the fuck is my peace? I'm not happy. I need some, I, I'm not feeling love uh, at work or at home. And it's just constant turmoil and pain. Like the, here's the call to action. Take a deep look in that mirror. Like put that, put that mirror up and, and be brutally honest with yourself, guys. Like we're good at that. We're good at critiquing ourselves. So, so look at yourself with, with lower your judgment. Just look at yourself and say, where am I at, man? And then Here's the call to action, man. If you need some help, if you think that you can improve, man, reach out to our coaches, reach out to Jeff, like go to the show notes, click on Jeff's contact information, send him a message, say, Hey man, heard you on the show need some help. All right. That's, that's the mission of the show is to get guys right to get us all through this together. This is a community that we're building that we're getting through this. So my call to action for you fellas is reach out to our coaches like Jeff and say, Hey man, I need some help. Jeff, um, with that, man, any last thoughts or last places to, to drive these hard driving men out there who are running their brick, you know, heads against brick walls, trying to break through. What do you got for us? We've got to stop playing the game of pretend. I cannot continue to pretend that my life is great. I cannot continue to pretend that my marriage is perfect. I can't continue to pretend that things are going well if they are not. And until I'm willing to tell myself the truth, the game of pretend will ultimately be self-destructive. Love it. Love it. Tell people where they go to find out more about you and connect with you, man. They can reach out to me at peakresultscoaching.com. Uh, just send me an email on my website. Cool. Cool. Jeff, man, thanks for coming on the show. Fellas, thanks for listening in. You know the call to action. Reach out to our coaches if you need some help. Take that honest look at yourself, and uh, let's all get through this together, man. Talk to you guys on the next episode. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, we'll see you, man.